listening to the Ice Prep Podcast. Here's your hosts, Brian and Pat. See, what's fun for me is Pat never knows when the camera's on him if he's doing weird stuff before the show starts. So he's like True. bouncing back and forth, and everybody got to see that. Hi, everybody. Welcome to uh, Free Agency Day. Um, yeah, it's it's been a little bit crazy, especially uh, like almost two hours ish ago, um, when the number one player finally moved. Uh, well, I've got the list up on screen for those watching. Pat was going through this throughout the day to kind of keep an eye on everything. We're obviously not going to talk about everybody because there's a lot. Um, so many. But at the. <laughs> I think your camera unsynced. That's really fun to see. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your camera's unsynced, but that's fine. And anybody watching, I apologize. Eh, I'm not that important. Oh, wait. We're back to normal. Okay. Oh, okay. There we go. The, the internet magically fixes itself. Um, Woo. So, I guess, I don't know where you want to start with this. We've got the giant list. Um, there's a few. There's so many that really don't matter, honestly. There's yeah. a lot that do looking at this list right away. Uh, the first big one of the day was uh, for the Avalanche. Josh Manson is sticking around. No. Nope. No? The first big one of free agency really was Evgeny Malkin. <clears throat> well, I'm talking about after, like, once noon hit. Yeah. Then, but yes, Malkin is staying with the Penguins, so the Penguins are going to have uh, most likely, I think it's 21 years uh, as long as one of the players doesn't get traded with Crosby, Malkin, Latang, uh, those three, I wonder if that's going to be a, like, um, Sedin brothers slash Lou, just like all of them into the Hall of Fame together at the same time. Latang is iffy Hall of Fame. Uh, Malkin and Crosby most likely will be, so at the very least. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Malkin staying 6.1 million. Uh, his AAV, which I believe was the exact same as Latang's. So I believe so, yeah. Crosby, no, they, Crosby gets it done. Yeah, like Crosby was yelling at uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know all the GM's names, but he uh, was that yelling one at people. Been Ron Hextall. Hextall, I saw Hextall quite a bit. Um, yeah, so good for them, good for Gino. Um, it would have been weird to see him in different colors, but boy, would I would have loved that. I would have loved to see him uh, going up against a uh, division rivalry out of spite. But yes. We will dive into the full what happened today because we are recording on a little bit of a different day. Normally we record on Thursdays, but we are recording on Wednesday because I am going on vacation and we wanted to squeeze this in before that started. So <laughs> Plus it's free agent day. Come it on. Is. So we're going we're gonna to hammer through these ones quickly. Uh, as you heard me say, Manson staying in Colorado. Uh, big acquisition at the trade deadline. Four years, 4.5 million AV. Also re-signing Darren Helm, one year, $1.25 million. So that's two good players to keep uh, back there. Devils did a, a trade. Or a third? Oh, it's... Well, a third person as well with uh, Arturi Lekkinen. Um, yes. That so was... he's also saying that happened later on. It's a lower on our sheet, but yeah. even still, uh, I, Josh I'm... Manson. For and... those watching, I'm still scrolling. There, there it is. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I don't know what's going on on screen, so I'm just going to make your job. Very difficult, but 
let's hammer through these because there's so many. Yeah, go with yes, the we'll go with going. the list of what you made here because then people can cool, follow cool, along cool. easier. Uh, Devils finally traded away Pavel Zaka. That one was rumored for a long time. Eric Halla comes back the other way from Boston. One for one trade there. Apparently, it's a Devils specialty. So, so with the Devils not having too much happening, uh, unfortunately, on their team today, uh, today at least. What are your thoughts on this then? Let's do a quick pause because I know we wanted to go through it quick, but let, let what are your thoughts on the trade? How do you feel about getting Eric Hoala? Uh, for me, it was less kind of what comes back as long as it was a serviceable player. Zach has been kind of the, he, it's going to be this year for like six years in a row. So change of scenery, we bring in uh, a veteran player, which is something that the Devils honestly are lacking. Uh, one mm-hmm. of the youngest teams, or actually might be the youngest team in the league. So, uh, also brought in another veteran player, uh, a trade later on in the day, which we are in uh, Brendan Smith, which you can see on screen for two years. So that's that's good news for um, the Devils there. Obviously, they were all in on Gaudreau, uh, apparently very all in on Gaudreau. Uh, that'll be one of the last ones on this list that we will get to. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine with it. Um, the Devils need the only the Devils need scoring wingers badly more than anything else so i just hope we don't have to really give up too much for it other than that yeah uh, yeah okay cool yeah um then yeah we'll jump from there uh this one may not seem like a big one but he had a breakout year of uh olafson uh he re-signed in buffalo two for two years for 4.75 million good for him that's a good payday he deserves that hopefully we see a resurgence my dog is barking i don't know why Buffalo, uh, um, by the way, for those keeping an eye on the Atlantic, I know that Ottawa has made some crazy moves and Detroit has made some crazy moves. Buffalo, to me, is still the team to watch. They were one of the better teams of the bunch in the back half of the season, and they only got better. So, uh, yeah, then, it'll be interesting to see what they can do. Then, obviously, you're not allowed to talk to free agents before free agency hit. Jack Campbell signs a five-year, $5 million deal like, 10 seconds after the trade deadline or the free agency yeah. opened. Well, so, noon in two seconds. <laughs> Campbell goes from Toronto to Edmonton and free agency. It was rumored for a long time. A lot of Leaf fans are upset about that, but uh, long of the short, you weren't going to give that term up. Matthews is up in two years. Nylander is up in two years. You need to have the space to play. And honestly, you and I were talking about this, and I think I've even I was even talking to my father a lot about this. The tandem that they have is better than the one they had last year. So, yep, no, I agree. Um, it's still marred with concerns with injuries. Oh, um, obviously, Morazic is an injury machine. That's Murray any goaltending also... tandem, though, or like any league, any team in the league. It's like, well, if New York has Shostak can get injured, they're not making the playoffs. Tampa Bay doesn't make the playoffs without Vasilevsky. I mean, the yep. Leafs basically, they made the playoffs. They were the fourth best team with the fifth worst goaltending. So it's yeah, not so. like they you can't really downgrade from that unless you're getting devil's saving, which was the worst in the league. Um, and funny enough, what's the next thing on this list, Pat? Uh, from Washington to Toronto, Samsonov joins the Leafs one year, $1.8 million. Um, Kyle Dubas confirmed earlier today that he signed that as a show me deal. Um, Samsonov, he's like, I want to go to the biggest stage and show everybody that I'm going to deserve more money next year. So that could be one of those good things for 
the Leafs there. Uh, I'll let you talk the next one because this one was fun to watch, Brew. Yeah, Giroux, good for him. Um, I'm glad to see that he is going to be playing in his hometown. Um, I know that that was something that was really important to him. Um, you know, it's a lot of hockey players. Off season. Yeah, exactly. Like he, he was pretty much like around the corner. It was like, Hey, do you want me to come and sign this in person? <laughs> he literally um, showed up to the press conference with Pierre Dorian, which the GMs always do one with his son. So that just goes to show how close he actually was. And that the top six of Ottawa can't forget who else did they get? They traded, they get Alex Brinkat. Sorry, mm-hmm. am I cutting you off there, Pat? Oh, no, you just said, why don't you take this one? And, and I said his I... name, and then you took over. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got I got distracted. I've got a I've got a baby monitor in front of me here, and it just switched screens, so I got I got a little distracted. Sorry about that one. Uh, it's all good. No, um, Ottawa's going to be really uh, very good this year. Um, I don't think there's any other way to put it. The only hole that they have now that they need to figure out is they've got to figure out a little bit on defense. Um, but they have solid goaltending. Um, they had solid goaltending last season. You can fight me on that all you want, but they were just, again, marred with injuries, but they have a good amount of depth. Even the people from the AHL played better, in my opinion, than the ones that came up for New Jersey. So, oh, oh yeah, like, with no offense. So you've got a lot of good depth there. You obviously, we've talked about him quite a few times, a fantastic goalie coach now uh, in Ottawa that's going to be helping grooming those people coming in. They also picked up Cam Talbot, which you can see on the list there. Um, They picked him up in a trade, trading away Gustafson, which I don't think was the best choice. I believe that Gustafson is going to be a better goaltender in the long run. Um, But even still, you're bringing in... Talbot, who had a fantastic season last year. Like, it's one of the main reasons, in my opinion that the Minnesota wild did make it into the playoffs oh, absolutely. Is because of how well uh, Cam Talbot played, but he didn't want to be a backup. He wanted to be a starter with flurry and net in Minnesota. Obviously he's going to be moved out and they want to make sure that they've got a young kid uh, that they can bring in when flurry ages out after his two year contract. So there's a, there's a lot of important moving parts in that one. So yeah, it's, it's good to see Ottawa back in the swing of things. Cause I didn't think they'd be there at this year. So well, yeah, good for them. Smart Pierre, moves. Pierre Dorian swung for the fences and then some. So, uh, unfortunately, I think for Giroux, unless he resigns again after, I don't think that that new arena will be open in time by the time this contract no. ends, but you never know. Um, just looking at this list, the only real other one worth talking about slightly, uh, Nick Letty signing four years, four million in St. Louis, resigns there, to Awful. which everybody went, why was he paid that much? Um, I will say... There is one name collectively that does stand out to me, and that is Grice. As much as I don't like him as a person, um, Detroit's Detroit's moves today were fantastic. You could tell that Iserman was like, all right, here we go. We've shored up. We've cleaned up. We've done these things. It's time to bring in a lot of talent, and that's what he he did. You'll see quite a few names that are going to pop up. But yeah, absolutely. My two winners of free agency day one have been Ottawa and uh, Detroit, which are two teams I never would have thought I was going to say (laughs) won it. So, Well, you've got the GM in Detroit who did the exact same thing with Tampa Bay. And we've seen in the past when Dorian basically gets when they just go have fun, he gets crazy stuff done. And he's been given like, you do whatever you want, make this the best team possible. Uh, Looking... So we've, we've scrolled down. Um, Vinny Trocek leaving Carolina decides to go 
to the Big Apple. He is in New York. To me, this who seven years, five point six two five million AAV. Uh, alongside that, Andrew Cop goes from New York to Detroit. You talked about them getting a signing. Five yep. years, five point six two five million AAV. Uh, Kadri is going to get north of nine without question because of those two players. Uh, yep. And then, of course, a re-signing in St. Louis. Now, this one doesn't kick in until the 2023-2024 season. Robert Thomas, former London Knight, gets the eight-year, $8.125 million deal. That's one of those ones that the first year might be like, whew, okay. It is. And then, and then the second you get to potentially like year three, four, and onward, it's one of those deals where it's gonna, it could be like dry side where you're like, wow, um, that is a steal and a half, and the way that Robert Thomas has played, the way that he passes, mind you, St. Louis uh, made some bad moves. Um, oh yeah, so big time. And then we'll we'll add this one in on here because I do want to say, oh yes, sorry, go ahead. with Robert Thomas. Um, so you mentioned that his um, it may not be the best contract at the beginning. It, it is front loaded. I don't know if you saw what he's going to be making. Year is that one. one of those ones where it's like 10 or 12 first year? Um, it goes 9 million, 10.9 million, 10.5 million, then 8, 6, 6, 6, 6. So, so it's, yeah, it's the, the first few years you kind of, but that's, yeah, you're, you're hoping that it works out. Um, he, he honestly is one of those players. He should be worth He's been way more than season. that contract. Uh, the only other one on this first page here, Pat, if you're following along, uh, we can quickly touch on is Toronto deciding you know. yeah, to why not bring in the guy who dented the Stanley Cup before it even made it off the ice, either as a good juju thing or a bad juju thing. Who knows? Um, the logic it, is stupid. I sent, you the, I sent you the thing and we were both like, excuse me, what pardon? Yeah. So the logic that Dubas said is that uh, with um what's his name Ilya Mikheyev being uh moving out I'm assuming he's on the screen I don't know but he moved uh, out to yet. Vancouver oh okay well he moved out to Vancouver spoiler alert um but with uh, Mikheyev moving they needed to find a replacement he said we wanted to replace him with a similar style with uh Abe Kubel and that is wrong um <laughs> Abe Kubel is not very fast He's, he's not slow, but he like Mikheyev has wheels. He is very, very fast. Um, Mikheyev isn't the first person to go into the corner. Generally, that was anybody else on his line. He would receive the puck from the person that went into the corner. He would be close to it, but he wouldn't be in there. Um, Abe Kubel is the person that will like get in your face and would probably headbutt every single person if he was allowed to. <laughs> like He is gritty. He is grindy. It's a good scoop, I think. Um He's a little annoying to keep in the cage of what he needs to do. He tries to do everything, but he's only good at like four things and he tries to be good at like 12. Um, so it'll be interesting to see the way that Toronto uses him, but I think it's a good scoop, but it's he's not a replacement for Mikheyev. That's the dumbest comment that I think heard I've heard Dubas say. Yeah, personally. it's... Well, and that's that it's was off. the words from Sheldon Keefe saying to Dubas as to Sorry, why he Keefe. liked them. So there's... There's that to it. You never know. I mean, uh, Mikheyev had his best season. Other than that, he was like a six or eight goal scorer. So who knows? Maybe it, it does kind of average out. Eh. 
Um, we'll go to the second page here now, just so Pat can follow along. Um, so the the final one that I now ah, get to that. Um, Chicago out of nowhere being like, you know what? Here's how you tank. You you sign Andreas Astonisiu and Max Domi to a one year, three million dollar contract each for some. The only reason why to me that logically makes sense is they're signing them to try and hope that they look good enough to get assets back at the trade deadline. That That's thinking, like the Arizona specialty and the Seattle specialty now, honestly. What I'm thinking that they did is they had to hit the floor. Or they so they needed, have to they make needed bodies, right? Yeah, they, they have to hit the cap space floor, and they've been trading away all their big-name cap hits, so they're probably flirting with it. You know, say somebody gets injured, and if they call up an AHL or say like Taves or Kane gets injured, it's like, oh, we're below the cap floor. What do we do? Well, so they probably brought in some higher valued contracts for that reason. Especially if the rumors about Kane wanting to potentially be out are true, then they're going to have to do something like that. Um, yep. Yaroslav Halak uh, deciding, you know what? I'm going to go be the backup for Igor Shosturkin for $1.55 million. Good for him. Cushy gig. Um Oli Matta coming back this way. Of course, two-time cup winner with Pittsburgh. Was a former London Knight. Yeah, two two cups, right? Yeah, he was on both. Totally, so yeah. Yeah, he was on both of those. He is in Detroit with a uh, one-year $2.25 million. That feels very Iserman, like, come here, uh, show us what you got. We'll yep. either turn you into something else or we'll give you a chance, something in the future. Um, I don't care about Troy Stretcher, honestly. Who does? Uh, I don't even think Troy Stetcher does. I'll I'll actually let you talk about this one that I say, Pat. Go ahead. Uh, Brent Burns. Brent Burns. Long time. Only one team. San Jose. Or no, never mind. I'm a liar. He was drafted by Minnesota as a forward. Right. Uh, Anyways, ignore anything that I say. But uh, (laughs) Brent Burns, long time San Jose Shark. We can say that at least. Uh, is no longer going to be wearing that teal. He is swapping it out for red or black or, I guess, green and gray if they go to the Hartford Whalers. And he is in Carolina. Um, that one really felt like a uh, an odd move. Um, they didn't retain a lot of his contract, which I thought was one of the major reasons. Like, that's what San Jose uh, wanted to do. 34%, I 34%. believe. 34%. Yeah, I was excited. I was expecting a 50% retain, uh, retention as the important part for his $8 million salary, um, but they didn't do that. Uh, but instead, so it's roughly, I think it's close to like 5.5-ish um, is what Carolina is going to be dinged with his contract. And they traded back a couple prospects and some picks here and there. Um, nothing really of note as of yet. Um, but yeah, that'll be interesting because they uh, they got rid of Tony D'Angelo um and replace him with brent burns and i think i think when you compare the two burns is the better defenseman um he's got the better shot as well and he's not a dick yeah so and uh, he's got zebras like the man has zebras on his weird personal farm in texas uh, what i honestly think that is if they keep the um storm surge going he is going to immediately become the crowd favorite with that, uh, without question. I think that, like, Carolina, they, you want to talk uh, Detroit and Ottawa had a day? Carolina also had a day um, because they were literally just gifted something. We'll get to that. 
Um, yeah, they won a different type of lottery. <laughs> um, former Leafs defenseman who, good for him with this contract, uh, Labushkin, uh, signs in Buffalo, two years, 2.75. Buffalo's defensive core, they're going to have two first overall picks, uh, plus, plus Labushkin, and there's somebody else Le- there too. Like- Labushkin is so underrated as a defenseman. He, he has... No talents up front, but he is just like, you are not allowed in my zone. I will make sure you cannot do this. And if you do get into the zone, I will hit you hard. He is just, he's such a shutdown defenseman. He is such a good defenseman. So seeing 2.75, I honestly feel like he, if he has a chance to prove himself in Buffalo, if Buffalo really starts to climb up, he could be after this two-year contract he could be asking for the five the or even the six million i know that he's not getting much younger but like he's he's honestly so good defensively he's sneaky good do you know buffalo's gonna do they are going to glue him to power like crazy power that he's more of an offensive guy give him that stay at home guy who's going to beat absolutely crap out of anybody who comes near him that is how you protect. Uh, he's probably also going to help protect Dalene as well. So, I mean, that one's beautiful for Buffalo. And then what do they do? They steal the backup out of Winnipeg, Eric Comrie. Uh, Love it. Two years, $1.8 million. So he gets to train underneath Craig Anderson uh, for at least one year. Don't sleep on Buffalo, honestly. Um, they, ever since... They uh, well, and they finally have Alex Tuck, who wants to play there. He looked good. Mm-hmm. Jeff Skinner's got it going again, so good on them. Um, we and skip Colin White because who he got bought out. Good for him for getting another contract down in Florida. Uh, you yep. tease this one, so I'll let you go to it. Ilya Mikheyev is in Vancouver now. Four years, four point seven five million. I can fully fully understand why Dubas did not want to keep that um I sincerely believe that's an overpayment if anything he still he still needs to be getting prove it contracts um he was out for a majority of a season with an awful injury like you can't fault him for that obviously he came back and there was a lot of rehab that needed to happen so he wasn't at 100% when he came back so you can't fault him for that season. I get it. But at the same time, as a general manager, one season's not a deep enough pool, in my opinion. I would be like, you need to prove yourself further than the fact that you can skate really fast and you can do the same move on a uh, breakaway. You can <laughs> fake it and then go to your backhand. That's pretty much what he does. So uh, I think Vancouver overpaid by $2 million personally. Oh, yeah. I would have, if he made, like to me, he should be making no more than 2.5 million because I don't think that he's at that tier yet. Stretch he doesn't have. He doesn't do anything great. Stretch it to three if you really need it. But if I have the choice between Ilya Mikheyev or JT Miller, I'm keeping JT Miller. And it seems like he's, he's really on the outs. Um, so yeah, that to me is a weird one. Um, Nemes- Nemesnikov, I cannot say his name, goes Going from Dallas to Tampa. To Tampa. Yeah, Tampa, they um, will... We'll, he just does this. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there because there's one quickly to talk about first, and that is um, Frank Vitrano going from New York to Anaheim. 
I guess that is uh, part of why they dropped Sam Steele or they didn't give him the qualifying offer. I'm surprised uh, mm-hmm. Sam Steele wasn't picked up by anybody. Uh, He's a good forward. He And there's there's got to be something that we just don't see that the the teams do so maybe there's something else going on who knows maybe he's that mysterious kid who was addicted to video games and everything happened and everybody thought it was Patrick Line well we know part of it was Patrick Line but uh so yeah. Frank Vetrano 3 years 3.65 million uh they don't Good have Sonny Milano anymore so who knows maybe that'll be the one that has all the fun with um Trevor Zegras uh they got to get somebody fun for him um yeah, uh, Toronto, just in case we've got Toronto fans, I'm assuming we have Toronto fans listening. Uh, Adam Gaudet, that's just a no-risk play. That's He's going to float around AHL. You call him up if someone gets injured. That fourth-line center to replace uh, what's-his-face Betza. Um, you know, it, there's a lot of options with him, but it's real low risk. That's a good, smart move there. Uh, Kulak resigns in Edmonton uh, for four years, actually. So I think that him. was a good deal. Four years, two point seven five million. It's just one of those cheap for four years at the back end, considering Edmonton this overpaid is the one. nurse. This is the one that Dallas absolutely won with. Oh, they yeah. did like one move, and it was picking up Mason Marchman from Florida. They let him go like an idiot, oh. like. I know that they didn't have cast face and I get that, but like I would have prioritized him over some of the people that they probably saved. Um, but yeah, Mason Marchman, um, he is now in Dallas for four years at 4.5 million. That is such a gross underpayment. He could easily, like he could have probably asked for six and probably got 5.5. And in two years, this 4.5 is going to look like beyond a steal a sam steel like it's just <laughs> um just just because we were talking about anaheim can i break something that uh just happened absolutely ryan strome signs five-year contract in anaheim so there's another so suddenly anaheim after getting rid of sunny milano after getting rid of sam steel uh there it's coming in so this one literally i'm refreshing um chris johnson on that one no aav yet so when that comes hopefully by the end of us recording it so anaheim some fun there maybe they get the other strom too i mean why not why not they have the space i mean florida well we'll get to that one um not florida but the other team in florida um tampa bay deciding to give out uh, three eight-year contracts. What was it? 179 million combined, or something like that, something in the span like of. That, yeah. uh, the worst one to me is Mikhail Sergachev. Eight years, 8.5 million. He plays on their third pair. He shouldn't have got more than Hedman. Now Hedman is grossly underpaid for what he does, but he gets Inflation. that. Yes. I mean, Tampa Bay is definitely banking on the cap jumping above 90 million plus next year. Uh, they give Sorelli eight years, 6.25 million, and they give Cernak eight years, 0.52 million. That one to me, Cernak is the one that I'm looking at going, that's the good deal. If, if I'm being yeah. honest, looking at it from an outsider's perspective. Yeah. He has all those underlying stats that all the stats nerds love like he's he's just he may not be the top goal scorer he may not get all the points but he will do all the little things and that's that's really what 
you want from depth players and yeah 5.2 i think that's a good price i think uh he could have asked for more on the open market and got it um next year that is obviously but um yeah i think that's a, a fair price for what he does so long as he can keep that up yeah otherwise eight years of that that's the part that gets me four years of that okay but eight years doubling it oof. Oof, yeah, that's I, I, risky. I can't risky. believe that Tampa Bay decided to go that route. Like it, it, yeah, it, that one's a weird one for me. And then obviously, of course, uh, Palat will not be back. Um, another one nope. of their, their big guys already signing somewhere else. So we will get to that. Um, we knew that Darcy Kemper wasn't going to stick around in Colorado. The second that, um, Georgiev was moved to, um, Colorado and he goes to where uh, the non-tampering rumors were saying he was going to go. It just took <laughs> it took a lot longer than everybody expected. Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, they're trying to negotiate him down a little bit. Like maybe he was sitting at 5.75 and he was there going, well, what about five? Um, so, yeah, he's in Washington for the next five years um as for his contract um for 5.25 million good for him he deserves a payday he has proven uh year in and year out that he is a good goaltender argue with me all you want about how he played in the playoffs he was playing with one friggin eye so take that into account um and pads and stuff that were breaking on him at the start of the season like he he was and an injury remember things just kept falling off him in games like he just he had a bad stretch. And right then at didn't the they fire one then... of their equipment managers? Yeah. yeah. So there was so, something odd happening there. And then, hey, he goes and wins the cup. So Exactly. So, uh, and then Washington also signed another goalie of Lindgren. Um, now, Lindgren's an interesting one. And I think this is a brilliant pickup by them. Lindgren is probably one of my favorite up-and-coming goaltenders that's in the league. He hasn't played a lot of games. He was on Montreal for a little bit, and I watched a few of the Laval Rocket games, and he looked pretty good. And then he was moved to St. Louis with the Jake Allen trade. Um, And he played only five games for St. Louis, but he put up something like a 950. He looked really, really good. He looks really comfortable in net, but they never were able to give him a shot in St. Louis because they had Bennington and they had Billy Huso. So obviously they're not going to qualify Lindgren when, you know, they get rid of Billy Huso. Um, So the funny thing is, is he's only making $1.1 million for the next three years. Steal of a deal. So if you look at the price of Kemper and Lindgren, you're looking at about $6.35 million for that tandem. And then if you want, I'm just stirring up stuff now. If you want to look at Murray and uh, Samsonov, you're looking at close to about 6.4. Yeah. Or no, I think uh, I think Mikey Stevens adjusted it and he oh, went okay. down to like 6.4, 6.5-ish the, area. So the, almost the same amount. The one thing, though, is the difference of three years total for Toronto eight years total for Washington. So that's, mind you, Lindgren, that deal could end up proving to be um, a a complete game changer. But Mm -hmm. I guess Toronto kind of knew what they wanted. Who knows? Yeah, that's like Toronto has a hard deadline for not being able to pay goalies because of which which tandem, which tandem do you choose? Right. Isn't that a tough one? It is. I think because of, I said it when we were talking about it before, I think because of the Matthews Nylander contracts, they would have liked, that was probably their preferred. 
but because they're going to need every cent possible, um, that's the way they have to go. Uh, just confirm Ryan Strom, Anaheim, five years, $5 million. That's a good price for him. So, um, that's pretty fair. Yeah. But uh, I will say that out of that tandem, out of those two teams, or the two tandems that I just mentioned, I would actually choose uh, Murray and Samsonov over Kemper and Lindgren. As much as I really like Kemper as a goaltender, and I really like Lindgren as a up-and-comer, there's just something about the the mid and that's what I see Murray and Samsonov. They play, they're about the same, but they're equal in their similarities of where they're going to sit. And I like that consistency versus who knows and who knows. So, well, not only yeah. that, in front of both of those goalies, there's going to be um, a better team. Like the Leafs just arguably have a much better team. Um, oh, totally. But we'll keep going. Uh, (laughs) Did the Leafs get Colin Blackwell from Chicago, by the way? No, they got him from Seattle with the uh, Giordano trade. Oh, right. Uh, It was somebody else that uh, moved over. Um, So Blackwell signs two years, 1.2 million in Chicago. I don't know why they didn't give him one year by 3 million. Who knows on that one? Um, Looking down, looking down. Uh, Oh, this one we were happy to see because Philadelphia buys out um, Lindblom. And then San Jose gives him a $2.5 million one year. That's definitely a show me deal. Good to see uh, on that one. They also, just so you know, Philly donated $100,000 to a local uh, charity in Lindblom's name, which is like, what a performative act of, like, (laughs) it's great that you did the donation, fine, whatever. Like, that's nice that that money went there. But like, that's just... That's just all for media. Like, no. Oh, yeah. They, That's... We, we just spent millions upon millions buying you out. Here's a hundred grand. No. If, if you're going to do something like that, match dollar for dollar what it costs you to buy him out. Or don't do anything at all, honestly. Yeah. Um, next one's all you because you guys re-signed somebody for five years. Yeah. in. Our Terry Lekkinen is coming back for five years, which is wonderful to see. So you were going to see Nachushkin and Lekkinen um, just terrorizing teams uh, for the next few years, which will be kind of nice. Um, yeah, they've uh, Colorado's really kind of firmed up that team. Like they've realized that the core isn't just McKinnon, McCarr, um, Landis Gog, and Rantanen. It's the supplementary players as well of Nachushkin and Lekkinen. Like those are such, I didn't think they were going to be so important, but holy crap. When one of them is out, you can tell. And people were saying that about Burakovsky and they are wrong. Cause when he was out, you couldn't tell. I could barely see him on the ice in the playoffs personally. But well, I mean, me. nobody and really saw him in the Stanley Cup finals, him. right? So <laughs> True. Yeah. But yes, so Lekkinen <laughs> is back. And then Philly is just, they said, they're doing a speed run of how quickly they can kill their team um, by bringing back Justin Braun because they didn't have enough of his terrible play and bringing in Delorier, who is one of the worst, one of the worst players. I... I'm glad he's no longer in my division. I can say that at least. But wow, what a bad move. And that not only was it a bad move, but they signed DeLaurier for four years. <laughs> 1.75 million. And then, what a and waste then of money. Chuck Fletcher in his meet in his uh 
presser with the media goes, we just didn't have the money to make it work with Johnny Gaudreau. Well, no wonder. Look what you did, bud. Awful. Oh, my hair looks like Jimmy Neutron there. No, awful, <laughs> awful, 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 awful. Just, I mean, there's there's worst payouts, yes. But I think, to me, this was the worst decision, the two of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, there's a worst deal uh, that oh, we will get worst to. Worst deal, but those are the... We're so close I... to it. Oh. Oh. Um, oh, actually, I just noticed you had a spelling mistake on that one, too. So we're going to fix that. Um, probably a very good deal was uh, David Perron finally not signing in St. Louis. Every single one of his contracts, he always signed in St. Louis and then went somewhere else, then went back to St. Louis. Two years, $4.75 million to Detroit. So, yeah, Iserman, he's, there's something that he saw that was like, I'm, I'm pushing towards it. I think having those two rookies last year step it up might have shifted up his plan by a few years, honestly. So how about this then? Who would you prefer for? Uh, okay, well, he's two years. The other one's four. But for the same price tag of $4.75 million, David Perron, Ilya Mikheyev. Uh, that's not even that's not even a question, Pat. Like Exactly. That just goes to show how like Iserman. Now there is one that we are a few trades away from here that is questionable, but maybe there's something there because I mean Florida tried to ha we'll we'll get to that. Um Jan Ruda, he has to leave um Tampa. One Bay. of the most underrated defensemen in the league. Everyone should have been fighting for him. Only Pittsburgh was. I'm so mad. He should have been on everyone's list. Ugh. Pittsburgh gets Jan Ruda three years, 2.75 million. Now, the only thing that goes against Ruda, and it's what I've seen from a lot of people, he is very underrated, but he does need somebody who is like superstar caliber near him because yeah. he, he is so good for them. So it's the matter of is he going to be beside Latang? Is Latang still good enough for that? Um, yeah, it's like that is a good deal for Pittsburgh. Um, this one was everybody still kind of wondering why Detroit is deciding to pay Ben Sherratt four point seven five million over four years. He's not going to be top pairing. That's what Florida brought him in for, and he was not that. No. Um, if he's second line, he might be good. I think he's that's more of the mentorship role, more of just like kind of protect the kids for us, bud. And uh, here's some extra money on the side. So that's that's the only one a lot of people, including myself, are like, what are you doing, Iserman? Because everything else is always like, okay, how did you yeah. get away? He can't keep getting away with this. Um, I think it might have just been uh, pulling in a couple names as well. That's the thing. like, Because it's great to have a team of these like, oh, wow, how'd you snag that? But if you don't have somebody that like, you know, Montreal you need, people know You do him, need Florida veterans him, on your like, team. Yeah. So I don't, I don't hate it. It's, it's kind of like a, Oh, okay. Well, yeah. we'll see how it goes. Um, the other thing too, uh, a lot of, uh, entry level contract, uh, offers today. You can see the Slavkowski is on here. Shane Wright got an entry level, uh, contract, uh, Eurosec for Columbus got it. So a bunch of them got that. So good for them. Uh, we don't have to dive into that because I think everybody was kind of assuming that was going to happen anyway. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. 
Um, although one that was odd was the fourth round pick for the Toronto Maple Leafs goaltender getting a uh, a contract. That was earlier on in the day. I can't remember his name, but yeah. Oh yeah, that's it. Must mean that he was the first. Um, because well, well, I'll spoil ahead. Hutchison is gone now. Uh, he yeah. signed uh Vegas, right? So, yeah, Vegas. Yep. Um, so it. It, that might be they need somebody for ECHL or AHL, so just bring him in now, try and get him going. Um, yep. Mr. Invisible in the Stanley Cup final, Andre <laughs> Burakowski goes to Seattle in free agency. Oh, this this is up there as one of, to me, one of the worst overpayments of the day. Uh, five years. Okay. $5.5 million. Did they not learn their lesson taking Donskoy from Colorado that you take him out of Colorado and he's not that good of a player? Like, uh, um, that one's, that's going to, I don't like that one. No, um, uh, Burakovsky is as good as the people that he is around. Um, that is probably the best way to describe him. I don't think he's a bad player by any sense of the word, um, but he is not worth He's not worth more than Perron. I may not like Perron in the way that he plays his game, but Perron's the better player by a lot. Um, so that's that's going to be one that uh, good for Burkowski. He got a big payday, and he will never play up to it. No, ever. Uh, the coaching style that Seattle has doesn't lend to it as well. Um, looking yep. at the rest of what I have on here. Uh, yeah, two stalls signing in Florida, one on a PTO, one for an actual contract. Um, Winnipeg somehow decides that an upgrade in their backup is getting rid of Eric Comrie and bringing in big save Dave. Whoops. Um, I guess there's Winnipeg another. He's also speed running for Bedard too, so. No kidding. Um, Colorado keeps their third string goaltender around for one years again right no fourth fourth he's fourth a fourth string. string now yeah so you've got uh um, oh, right, right, right you've got uh georgiev then you have uh justice anunin and even him. hunter miska um all of them i would actually probably put in front of jj uh jonas johansson but you know good for him um i mean they got assets really for him like... and then bring him back for free so that's... no they didn't get any assets for him he got cleaned that... off waivers oh is that what it was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then oh, they wow. waved them, so they're like, okay, fine. Um, so I've just yeah, for, so... for your sake, I skipped the rest. Nobody cares about Greg McKegg uh, except for memes from Simpsons. Okay, but also Kubalik is on Detroit. Yeah. That's a good scoop as well. That's it is, that's a but... he's the worst for any sort of underlying metrics if you look at Jay Fresh's numbers, but even still, uh, that's a good scoop by Detroit. It is. Um then from there, a whole lot of nothing for a while. It, like I said to Brian, uh, when there was the lull, I was like, okay, so all the GMs went for a smoke break and <laughs> they let the AGM sit in. They're just like, just, just go have fun. Play in the sandbox. You have this much money to spend. Go to the store and you're allowed. To yeah, spend. like looking looking at all of this, it's like league men, league men, league men, uh, league men, Toronto bringing, yeah. signing Malgin, uh, bringing him back apparently. Um and then, out of nowhere, um, which one am I looking for? Oh, uh, yeah, Dallas signs uh, Colin Miller for two years. He was in Buffalo free agency. So this tells you how Nico far Sturm. down. 
Uh, Nico Sturm oh, yeah, is no longer get... on the Avs, unfortunately. So the the tweet that I saved uh, saying that Tyson Jost was going to be uh, a bigger impact in Minnesota than Sturm was in the Avalanche. I guess it does age well because uh, I had a feeling that that would age poorly. And you know what? One of them has a cup and one of them doesn't. So, um, And then after that, out of nowhere, uh, it gets leaked out that um, – <laughs> Max Pacioretty is being traded to Carolina for future considerations. Now, for those of you who are new to the NHL, and for those of you who may not be, um, future considerations in probably 99 times out of 100 means that what the team traded away was nothing. They yep. don't exist. Maybe the odd time, it's like, here's a seventh round pick that we got out of nowhere. Um, or here's a random contract because you need a contract player. The Carolina Hurricanes received the top scorer from the Vegas Golden Knights for free. They lost Vinny Trocek to free agency and brought in Max Pacioretty for free. What? Vegas in back-to-back years got rid of their number one goaltender for free. Then got rid of their number one goal scorer the next year. The, the Vegas isn't a team. Why couldn't New Jersey take advantage of that? Oh, I know, because we were tied up trying to get Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, pretty much. I have a feeling what happened was that Carolina happened to call. Like, that's <laughs> it. That's the only thing that, you know, maybe like Brindamore was just like texting his buddy in Vegas. He was like, you should probably call the, maybe tell the GM to. Call they need they need like, to make some uh, some space here if they want to keep that top line together. Oh, they traded one of the players from the top line away. Uh, there was also another player that Vegas sent over. I don't know who Coughlin is. So Coughlin or Coughlin, sorry. Um, so that one was kind of yes yeah, shows how much I know. So Vegas, I I'm gonna try and do this by memory. Um, so Vegas to get Max Pacioretty, it was Nick Suzuki. It was a second round pick and it was somebody else to Montreal. Oh, um, you should, you know, the one oh, that isn't Tatar, on your team. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. And Tatar. Um, Vegas to get Tatar. Was it not a first, a second and a third? Something. So it was, like so Nick Suzuki, two seconds, um, a first Thomas Tatar and a third for nothing to Carolina. Uh, Vegas has literally, like when this like there is a giant explosion happening behind them right now and it is catching up to them uh because they're not going to have any prospects anybody coming up through the system they're literally going to have to basically be like okay we're going to have to overpay at every deadline and just give people away and hope that nobody notices that we don't have any players that have been here for more than two years like that's like it's the explosion coming behind Vegas being like we've got to stay ahead of being irrelevant. This is a prime example of two completely different new teams coming in and doing different things and I can promise you Seattle is going to be far more successful than Vegas will be because of this. Vegas was like we're going to come in and we are going to win. And they got close, and kudos That's for them the for getting issue, so though. close. Because they got so close, I think that completely destroyed their, honestly, next 10 to 15 years. 
Yeah, Without it could question. ruin the franchise. It could cause the franchise to leave. I don't think it'll ever leave Vegas because there's just too much yeah. money there. Um, but like, say it wasn't Vegas. Say it was, you know, I don't know. I'm just going to choose a random city, Arizona. Say it was Arizona. <laughs> well, Gary Bettman loves Arizona, so you have to pick yeah, somewhere sure. else. Pick a random Canadian team. Pick Winnipeg. Yeah, like, pick Calgary. Say it was I mean, like Hamilton for instance, and they come in hot and then 15 years later, the only time they've even sniffed the chance of a cup was in their first three seasons. Their that team season. is gone. Yeah. It's, it's Vegas. Um, they're on, who knows, maybe they can constantly every single year just keep signing players in and not worry too much about assets. They could honestly be like every single year. It's like, okay, here's the top three free agents. And they've all gone to Vegas, and then Vegas will trade them away and try and do something. Who knows? It's a complete. It's it's much more of a um, NBA style approach. And who knows? Maybe it will work. The NBA teams will literally just give up everything for one player, and then just try yeah, and sign those... everybody in free agency. Who who knows? Maybe maybe that approach they're trying something. Maybe it does work. When um, Tom Dundon bought the Carolina Hurricanes. Every single person was like their style of trying to do paying less on everything will not work. And Carolina has become one of the fan favorites, one of the favorites in the NHL. Now that TDA isn't there, a lot more people are going to jump back on being fans of the Hurricanes. TDA and Domi. Uh, well, TDA was the, the racist one. So there's there's that part of it. But so yeah. who knows? Maybe it's maybe it's beginning of a new a new style. And honestly, it is fun to see the stupidity that Vegas causes. Oh, I yeah. Love it. it's great. I love it. It's great that uh, seeing them after so many like arrogant years of success and rubbing it in avalanche faces. And then it's just like, uh oh, you guys <laughs> screwed yourself. It's just it feels good. If it, it, it sustains me. Um, we're going to keep moving, though. Um, Connor Brown, I think this one's an important one to talk about. He was traded from Ottawa to washington uh it says here second round pick i was cleaning my house i didn't see yeah, what he second went round for 2024 that's what it is i mean that's a pretty cheap price for somebody that's actually pretty damn talented um connor brown on washington i think washington's gonna be a little bit better than i expected them to be this year um they don't have backstrom but... that's to me that's the biggest and we saw it at the beginning of the year with ov when he didn't have backstrom around is that he can still play but he won't catch Gretzky without Backstrom. That's that's the thing. No. It uh, what Backstrom they need to find does, somebody that can replicate replicate what he does. And that's about it. unfortunately, those players are very 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 expensive. Typically, um, yeah. From there, we we learn that Johnny Gaudreau was going to go to free agency. That uh, Calgary was going to offer him ten or eight years by what was it ten point five million dollars all day. It was, it's either going to be New Jersey or the Islanders. Flyers were out he on wants, it early. Because he wants to play close to home. And that's an important part. He wanted to move back home and he wanted to play close to home. Calgary was way too far away. Home is New Jersey for those um, not uh, in the know. And then out of nowhere, at about 4, 4.30ish or so, tweet comes out that... Uh, Columbus might be on the mix of Johnny Gaudreau out of nowhere and then silence for a while. And then seven o'clock, Elliot Friedman tweets out Gaudreau to Columbus, to which the internet went, 
what? So, Devils of their one thing that they needed more than anything was a top six, like top three winger. And they were going all in. Apparently the offer, uh, the rumored one earlier in the day was seven years north of 10 million uh, came out that they offered him seven by uh, nine, I think was the highest. So everybody wondering why did Gaudreau go to Columbus it was the highest offer that he got in the Metro. Seven years, $9.8 million. He is a Columbus Blue Jacket, which leaves Columbus in an interesting spot because uh, Patrick Line is an RFA. So he still has to be signed, and for him to do that, they have to ship somebody else out. I would love if somehow New Jersey gets Patrick Line. Um That's one of those ones where, you know what, give he up does some assets wanna... to try and do it. But he wants... He wants to play in Columbus. And I think one of the reasons that people are now starting to realize that Columbus is an okay place to play is because it's out of the spotlight. Um, these are, there. well, there's that too. Um, but like, these are star players that have the personality of non-star players. I mean, Patrick Line will dress like he is, but he, he's out of the camera. He doesn't like to be on camera. He well, likes to have New a sport taken of a suit, but that, like you can yes, be a star no. in New Jersey, but what is New Jersey has a bit of a bigger market and much more voracious fans in comparison to Columbus. Like Columbus is quiet. You don't, how often do we talk about Columbus? How often do other podcasts talk about Columbus that aren't Columbus podcasts? Like you look at the Steve Dangle one, they talked about Merzlikens and that's about it. Yeah, that's they true. don't really talk about anything else to do with Columbus. It's such a cushy place for people to just, play and not have to worry about being in the spotlight. Is he going to win a cup there? Absolutely not. It's well, a terrible choice if that's what you want to do. But... The only, well, and he left uh, something like 15 to $20 million on the table to leave Calgary. So he wanted out of Calgary. Sorry, Flames fans. Uh, the, the so easy... to recap then. Yes, go ahead. Johnny Gaudreau, Johnny Gaudreau said he wanted to make his way home. He didn't do that. He went to Ohio. Johnny Gaudreau <laughs> wanted to make the most money that he could. He didn't do that. Um, he wanted to go to a contending team. He didn't do that. Those were his three reasons for leaving Calgary. So to me, that sounds like a big old F you to Calgary. <laughs> Which then makes a lot of people now go, um, what does Calgary do with Matthew Kachuk? Because he's RFA right now as well. If they qualify him, that's $9 million that they owe him. That's one year. And I believe that brings him right to UFA. So that's worst case scenario for Calgary. So that one is um, less fun there. And it seems like the obvious avenue for Line Aid to stay is Voracek plus leaving. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there with Columbus. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know what the Devils are going to do now, honestly. Uh, they, they need a top winger. We have some in like that are coming up, but that won't be till 2024, 2025. So that's why a lot of people thought that Slavkovsky was going to be the like answer. And then he went to Montreal. So, yeah, no, um, we'll rip through this quickly because uh, there's only a small amount left. Um, Riley Smith resigning in Vegas after they dumped uh, Petrelli's <laughs> contract. Three years, five million. That's a solid price for him. 
Martin Jones somehow is still getting jobs, uh, but he's off to Seattle to because they have the infinity gauntlet of goalies in Seattle. So he is going to be playing there. Uh, Nikita Zadorov, uh, always have a soft spot for him for some reason. I have no idea why. Um, two years more in Calgary, $3.75 million. Good for him. That's a good price for him. And then this is the one that was really surprising to me that uh, there was less people interested and the price that he was signed for was Hayden Fleury, kind of an underrated defenseman, has never really been given a really solid chance to shine. Um, he was on Seattle and they they scratched him a bunch. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I'm not seeing things, obviously, because I don't watch those teams. But yeah, Hayden Fleury is going to be on the Lightning, which I think will be a really solid fit and a really good opportunity for him to show that he actually is a very talented defenseman. Um, and that is uh, two years uh, at seven point or seven hundred and fifty thousand. So it's a cheap one. League it's a min. league min. Yeah, it's but that, that to me screams of like a reclamation project for Tampa. Yeah, like we so. spent all of our money. Um, so hopefully we can. There's something found here with this, but. That's all the insanity. I just refreshed again. Nothing new. So, um, of course, obviously, we had the the fun one as this is all going on. Strom to Anaheim, five years, five million. Uh, we went a little longer than we wanted. That's okay. Both my kiddos are still asleep, so that's kind of why I wasn't worried about that. Um, yep. Crazy free agency. There's still, obviously, um, John Klingberg is rumored to now be going back to Dallas. Uh, yep. which would be interesting. Of course, Nazem Kadri, we didn't even talk about Naz. He he didn't sign anywhere. Um, you and I were messaging back and forth about this before, and I think I was talking to my brother-in-law about it, um, saying, well, what about Kadri to the Devils? The only thing with that is he is a natural center. Yes. The Devils He's do not... He's really good at face-offs. The Devils do not need a center, and you want Jack Hughes getting as much center time as possible. You want him getting better at face-offs. You're not taking Nico Heischer off of the second-line center basically ever. Um, he's nope. going to become a Selkie candidate year in, year out. And you're not putting Nassim Kadri, who's going to make near Johnny Gaudreau money, on your third line. So he's not going wing either because he's, he's going to want to be somewhere where he can potentially be first-line center. I at this point I I don't know where he goes unless he is um unless that's a target for Calgary. I was messaging my neighbor earlier today and I went I know that he acts the trade when that's how he ended up in Colorado. But maybe he changes his mind or maybe like if if Kachuk doesn't sign there, he's no way he goes there. Yeah. Um so then I have a question. So like, regardless of what your team needs, you said that Kadri is going to be making Goudreau money near Goudreau. He's, he's making above nine. I think he gets 9 million. Who for do you think is nine million for five years is I think is what it's going to be between Johnny hockey and Naz. Who do you think is the better player and who would you want on your team? Goudreau is the better player. I would want Nazem no. Kadri. Goudreau is not the better player. I will fight any person <laughs> that wants to say $9 million is $2 million too much. He is as good as William Nylander. That is the way that I look at it. I don't think there's anything special about Johnny Goudreau, and I sincerely believe 
that this coming year is going to prove that. He is going to be wonderfully mediocre because that is the style of hockey that he is really good at doing. He can get passes really well, and then he can put them in the net when he gets on a rush. That's what he does, and that's all he does. You watch any of his goals, and I want to tell you 70 to 80% of them are off a rush. So he is good at creating a rush, but that's it. Also, rushes are only not made by one person. They're made by the team. So that is Calgary working as a team to get him the puck on the rush so he can go in and score. I sincerely believe that Nazem Kadri is the better player. I believe that David Perron is a better player than Johnny Goudreau because there's so many other underlying things that he can bring to the game. Johnny Goudreau can bring that he can shoot a puck okay sometimes. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I was just looking through at the Columbus Lions because I was like, okay, I want to see like who could he potentially be playing with. We completely forgot to talk about the worst, the absolute worst oh, yeah. contract of the day, and that is Eric Goodbranson. Uh, yeah, you heard right. From Calgary, so he's joining his buddy. Well, I guess technically Johnny Gaudreau is joining him. Four years for Eric Goodbranson as a free agent in Columbus for... $3 million more than he deserves. Four years, $4 million. That is so, so not good. That one is going to get bought out so fast. Like He's not even... You like, know what the worst part is for, for Columbus? That was bad. Then they get all happy. They're like, oh my God, we've got Johnny Gaudreau. And if they don't have that $4 million AAV contract of Good Branson for four years... They don't have to crunch and get rid of somebody else who's better on their team. That's my only like saving grace. They could have gotten Justin Braun. Yeah, I'm not even kidding you. That is that is a one to one equivalent in my mind. They will play very similar hockey. Justin Braun, I think I saw it was like one point one roughly is what he signed for, and Good Branson signed for four uh, for four million. That is stupid. That is absolutely terrible the man is 30 years old he is is he bad no he's better than every single uh person that i know as a human being he's not he a is better than all million dollar defenseman no he is absolutely not when you look he is making he is making seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars less that's it than ben Sherratt. And Ben Chirot's not that good of a defenseman. <laughs> I think Ben Chirot is the way he played in Montreal, not the way that he played like the, um, not the way that he played in Florida. I can see why Chirot got what he got. He's being brought in for a very specific role, and there's not a lot of players that do that. But if I had the choice between Labushkin or Good Branson. Labushkin's the one that deserves that bigger contract. So, like, that's Absolutely. just in one day. Like, Labushkin or Good Branson, uh, Labushkin, a hundred times out of one hundred. So there was a big Demorier or Good Branson. Yeah, there's. Well, Pat doesn't think that Gaudreau's worth it, so we'll see what happens there. We've got seven years to figure that one no. out. But that, like, the biggest, the biggest L of the day was Columbus for four years. Four million AV for Good Branson. I've never collectively seen hockey Twitter be like, "Oh my God, that was bad." Well, and then they tweeted out, 
more like good Branson, G O O D. And everybody was like, no. And the ratio that it got, <laughs> it's going to be in, it, it'll be in the Twitter or Hockey Twitter Hall of Fame. Like, that is, that is something. That's the only way that good Branson's going to get in any kind of Hall of Fame is simply by being bad and being roasted online. Oh, we um, missed another one. Sorry, by the way. Um, oh. Just thinking of it. Uh, Carolina also signed Andre Cache to a one-year $1.5 million right. free agent deal, which was also what the Leafs offered him, but he did not want to be in Toronto anymore. So, I Which think... is odd. I thought he enjoyed playing with comp, but I guess not. Who knows? Um, so maybe he just wanted to change the scenery. Who knows with that one? Um, before I remember anything else, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. We did go longer than we wanted, but that's okay. As I said, my kids both fell asleep, so... Uh, that's the good news there. Um, good, good. Uh, enjoy your vacation, Pat. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, you know, uh, my tickets came in and I'm really excited to say that I, I saw how much fun everyone was having in Montreal. Uh, and I'm also going to be heading to the draft. Hopefully everyone's still there. Uh, <laughs> so looking forward to seeing all those reporters hanging out. Maybe I'll grab a beer with Mikey Stevens or, you know, whatever. No, um, yeah, I'm just going to be doing a road trip for 10 days, so I'm going to be driving quite a bit, and I'm really excited to not be at work. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Pat with the, with, the, with the honesty on that one, eh? Not holding back. <laughs> like, who goes on vacation and says to themselves, I can't wait I wish... to get back to work. I'm so excited to get back to work. No, literally the most exciting moment of any vacation to me is the moment that I shut my laptop on the last day before the vacation. No, there's, I can do you one better. You set the, the first out year. of office. Oh no. See, I set my out of office at the start of the week to give me hope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's scheduled. It's ready. Okay, um, no, enough. but when you, when you close that laptop for that, like the moment that you're done work and you're like, I'm on vacation, I, there's no better feeling. It's like when you're a kid and you lay out your clothes for the, the field trip the next day. If it, it's that same, like, Oh, it's here. It's finally here. Oh, Pat so. gets to enjoy that. Meanwhile, I go on vacation and I'm still on call. <laughs> I mean, I I do social media, so I'm always on call. So, yeah. you know, but, it is well, what it is. Enjoy that. So there's uh, next week we probably won't have a podcast, which is fine. Or maybe if anything crazy happens, I'll hop on and do one. Uh, first week I of call in. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, first week of August, I will be in Ottawa for my um, sister-in-law's wedding. So probably won't have a podcast that week. So, I mean... I'm not expecting too many crazy things to happen over the summer. Plus we'd be talking about not really hockey anyway. So yeah, we'd probably be talking about nerdy things. So maybe in August uh, or potentially even the week leading up uh, or the, the first week in August, we might switch gears a little bit and go into other hobbies of ours, whether it be music or movies or TV or whatever it is, just kind of dive into things and argue about why Brian's wrong about all of his takes and, uh yeah you know things like that <laughs> i didn't know i was doing a podcast with my wife mind <laughs> you that is what kylie calls you a lot is my other wife so <laughs> it's like oh you must be messaging your other wife again it's like 11 o'clock at night you and i are messaging back and forth in bed like looking at the phone yeah. pretty sure i said something <laughs> like that too when uh in my speech at your wedding 
Yeah, yeah, you did. And I'm I pretty sure you that. said something oh, about oh, that at my wedding the year prior. So, yep, yep, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, no, right. no better place to leave to leave it for uh, for tonight. So, uh, we may see you next week. We may not. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, one thing that uh, I guess we can say now that we're on YouTube is if you like the video, hit the like button. Yay! Absolutely. Um, you get notified if if uh, we've put a new episode up. This one's a weird one because it'll be up a day earlier than normal. So, and thanks to everybody who's been listening. It's it's fun to see the uh, the feedback that we get on some places, um, especially on Instagram and TikTok. So, a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's been it's always a blast to record this. So even if we do go on a two ish week hiatus, uh, we will be back. Don't you worry. Uh, we enjoy this too much, and I think uh, yeah, we will will. Try and dive into more things like, you know, what's our favorite Marvel film and how we felt about uh, the most recent ones and things like that. And as you can see, I'm wearing a Hufflepuff shirt if you're watching. So nerdy things because we might be massive nerds and you just may not know. So keep that in mind as you can see the amazing Spider-Man poster behind me, but that doesn't matter. I was like, and you can see the, oh, yeah. The endless void behind Brian. you can't see behind me in the basement. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, so thank you again for listening, everybody. It is amazing that you take time out of your day to listen to these 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 two dudes talk about hockey and argue. That's fun. That's so cool. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to make the splash screen go up. We'll say goodbye. I'm talk to you. My burger. Whenever we talk to you next. Um, and please, New Jersey, get a high scoring winger. We need one so badly. I mean... Maybe. JT Miller. It's not the dumbest thing you've said. Right?